Are you ready? Say it like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna. And we're so glad you're here. There it is. Welcome to <laughs> welcome. my so-called healing podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Brooke. This is Anna. Yo, yo, yo. My co-host. Glad what you up? showed up today. <laughs> we <laughs> we did. <laughs> glad you did, too. <laughs> We're glad you're here. I was referring to Anna. I'm glad she showed up today. Showed up in my own house. <laughs> It has been a week since we talked to you all last. It has been a week. It feels like a month, really. It does feel like a month. So um, this our show is about life in just in general as women who have had trauma in our youth, right? I mean, yeah, trauma, just healing from all the things, life just being hard. But basically, it's about... The messiness, the messy, yeah, the messiness of life, and you know, just trying to get through it, and trying to get through it with good humor and good people. Yeah, so we're glad you're here. We are Um, glad you're here. And today we're talking about I don't know why people don't change, and we'll like dig in a little deeper to that topic. But I want to say. Please, 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 if you haven't already, subscribe to our um, show at mysocalledhealing.com and also head over to the Facebook group. And YouTube. Yes, YouTube too. Gonna plug all the things. Subscribe, rate, leave a review. I just burped. <laughs> no, go to our website because our website will lead you to all the places that we are located. Yes. But for sure, sign up there and then you'll be led the directions of all the social networks. I need to get better at doing the plugs. And we're not going to have Instagram or Facebook much longer because of the thing that they're rolling out. So we'll figure that out. That's news to me. Oh, have you been dead all week? I've been dead into the trial. We'll discuss it later with Zuckerberg's. Like people are not thrilled. So anyways, um, anywho, anyway, People don't change is the name of the show today. Yes. Yes and no. I think the thing is, is we as women um, desperately try to think that we can fix people. That we can change people, That yes. we, um, if they're with us, like we can fix this portion of them that's mm-hmm. broken. If we want it enough, if we want it badly enough somehow – we can change them, fix them. Yeah. 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 I, um, and also I loved my first husband enough to, I wanted to fix him and he could go on and be alone. I just wanted him to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's, it's like a, obviously an unhealthy toxic type of love, but I do think that, um, so many women try to, change, evolve, grow, develop, fix, whatever the word you want to plug in, their partners, um, 
And the truth is until your partner or the people you're trying to change, right, want to change themselves, nothing's going to come of it. You're yeah. literally wasting your energy and time. Your head and against the wall. They don't change. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the hard way, which is why I always say people, when I deal with clients, friends, people in AA that come to me, like, I don't listen to a word that comes out of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. I like watch the actions. Like if, if their actions align with what they do, with what they say, then good. Let's believe them and let's move forward. If their actions don't one time, okay, give them a pass. I always give second chances. Always, always, always. But I do not give thirds. I give fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah. twelfth. I don't give thirds because I've learned historically through enough heartache and pain and suffering that people are not who they say they are. They are um, what they do. And mm-hmm. lots of people say that there are lots of things. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Well, you can and run your not. mouth all day long. They're not what they, yeah. But it's the actions following up behind that that matter. I mean, like, someone could say, I'm going to change. I don't want to, um, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I won't do it next time. I promise. I promise is a very mm-hmm. bold statement that us as women are like, <gasps> we believe. <gasps> I don't know promises. what it is about that, that we like hook, line, and sinker. Like, we're done. Well, you desperately want them you want to believe that, to yeah. be in love with you and evolve for you and for your relationship and for what you need, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so common um, that I don't even think – I think there's a lot of people out there who don't think that it's abnormal. What? To want to change somebody. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Like, um, what's his face said there was, a, I saw a TikTok. I'll come up with the name in a minute. I can't remember who it was, but it was about how people don't change. They have to change for themselves. And, um, that we are, we believe that the way that we were raised and the foundations that we have and that the beliefs that we have and the likes that we have and everything that we have is the way that other people should be. Mm -hmm. And so when we're with them, we want them to be that. However, what we should be doing is saying like, oh, you like you like that? Good for you. Go go do that and I'm going to go do me and I'll see you at home later instead Mm -hmm. of like, making them watch, like, I don't know, we're into true crime lately, or she for sure is. So <laughs> like a, a crime trial, right? Yeah. Like a criminal trial. Instead of making someone watch that who's going to be miserable, mm-hmm. when you could be watching it with Jackie, who like loves to watch stuff like that with you. So instead we sit and argue and bitch mm-hmm. and nag and push and push to get that person to do something they don't want to fucking do in the first place, which causes a resentment on their end because then they're doing shit that they don't want to do. Right, and it's just... A spiral. I mean, the same could be said for like deeper things like values. We think that we need to, you know, be friends with or be married in relationship with people that share the same values as us, which I think to a degree can be important. But we have this mindset where we like can't disagree with anybody, you know, like we can't. Oh, your generation does. Oh, yeah. Sure. And it's fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? But no, but that's the thing is like, we can't disagree. And no, it's not disagree. You it's disagree, you can't offend somebody. If you disagree, you're wrong. Correct. We can't have two differing opinions and both 
be right. You know, like if you disagree, then you're wrong. But the, where does the right mentality come in? Who's right? Who's wrong? That's the exactly. Thing that's and so like, like, or we can't share different beliefs. Like, and that's, I think, I mean, I feel like this is a whole other tangent that I'm culture. about to go do, off do, do, on. But do. like, that's a big problem is when we don't think that we can be different or we can have different values, beliefs, or we can whatever, different opinions and still be in relationship or I don't know. I don't believe that. And I'll tell you why I don't believe that. Because my parents have been married for 51 years. They've been married for 51 years. Okay. They've been together 60 years. Mm -hmm. They, my parents started dating when they were 15. They're 75. So like, however, my father is as far right wing (laughs) Republican Boomer Facts. as you can get. And my mother is as far left wing boomer as you can get. And so I grew up in a household with two opposing political opinions. I mean, my dad literally put a walkway in the middle of their front yard so that they could put political signs, Democrat on one side and Republican on the and other. And when we say as far as you can get, I mean literally as far on the yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum as you can get. So I always say that I am i don't even need to watch debates or anything because I'm so, I feel like I, from listening to both of them, I'm like, right. I have an idea of where everyone lies, but I like listen. So I grew up in a household of people not agreeing Mm -hmm. with a whole hell of a lot of anything that the other person's saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, full blown eruptions like my dad and my grandfather would fight, like my mom and my dad fight. You know about Mm -hmm. Trump is was obviously the worst case scenario for my parents' relationship, (laughs) but like even still. It's a debate. It doesn't make them not love each other. It's a debate. And, yeah. and, and, and the views and the differences are what make them unique individuals to themselves. Well, I think that's what also makes us, it makes it a well-rounded relationship. No one's going to 100% agree on everything. I don't want to be with myself. If I wanted to be with myself, I'd just masturbate and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, like, I I don't want to be, I mean, I think I'm pretty swell, (laughs) but but like, like, if I I annoy myself, (laughs) literally, I annoy myself, (laughs) right? So, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I, if I wanted myself to date myself, then you would just, then I would just date myself. Exactly. But like, I don't know. It's, it's just so, it's so frustrating. I could go off on a freaking well, tangent about we, it. So we, we all deem our values that we were raised with to be the correct way of being, right? It, but who's to the say correct what's way right of being? Wrong. Well, it's not right. It's not who's to say, but we do. Right. We hold these evidence to be true. Like yeah. that is our truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want somebody who believes that also, um, and if they don't, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd say more so for younger people because yeah. my husband and I have differing um, systems too, but like not like crazy different. But mm-hmm. I respect the, the things that he says that are different values than mine, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time, <laughs> I think. I think I do. Yeah. I mean, it's a problem that – People think that you are not allowed to celebrate differences in our country on a whole level. And yeah, we could go off on a whole nother episode about it because it's sad. When I was younger, like, you know, the comedy that came out, like when I was in high school, like that shit would be, I mean, people would be 
I can't imagine. I mean, people will bring it up. They'll like cancel people because of something they said in 1995. Like, and it was fucking funny. Well, yeah. I mean, even when I was growing up, I don't know when things changed, but even when I was growing up, it was still maybe not to that degree, but it was still definitely anything people said back then are people are getting canceled for now. They tweeted something or they said something fucking 20 years ago and you're canceled now. Well, and I think the differences are what make us human. One that makes yeah. a civilization interesting. And I'm sorry, but I think it's boring if I, everybody agrees 100 percent of the time on everything. That's fucking boring, right? It well, it is. It's there's no excitement. No, there's no conversation. Yeah, I no. don't really know how we. I feel like we might have gotten off on a tangent because that. I guess it kind of works with change, maybe. Well, it does, because what, what, the way we got off on a tangent is that when you're in a relationship with people, you want them to have your yeah, value yeah, yeah, system yeah, yeah. instead yeah. of like respecting and loving them for who they are and what they believe and being like, okay, I love that you believe that. Mm-hmm. I love that that is your system, like, mm-hmm. you know, your foundation. Like, I think that's great. How do we grow together? Right. And stay unique individuals, not the same. Right. Without trying to change one another. Because if you're trying to change someone, the truth is your relationship's doomed from the start. Because you shouldn't want to change anybody that you're with. You should love them for who they are. I was going to say, if you're trying to change them, then you don't really love them. Right? You You love the idea of what you think they can be. No, I don't. No, that's not true. It's a problem interpersonal projection. Yeah. It's not, it's not them. It's you. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that there's a lot, I have a lot of friends who are f- fixers and they truly love that, like their partners, but it's the projection with it that's coming out from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So it's, goes to self-love and self-acceptance. Well, everything always comes back to self. Always. So it's, um, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you're constantly arguing and nagging because you want them to do something different than the way that they are, like than the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, something could rub you the wrong way that your spouse does. And it's like, you just, it's a take, you take off on it and you are relentless in the pursuit of they're not going to do this anymore <laughs> because I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Then there's, relationships that are actually toxic that are abusive that are dangerous that are harmful and you have the i promise comes out right Mm -hmm. i promise it's never going to happen again i promise and i'm going to just say this i don't come after me if whoever wants to come after me um it is a hundred percent of the time if you are in an abusive situation currently and that person says it will never happen again Mm -hmm. do not waver, run, don't walk. It will Mm -hmm. escalate. It will get worse and you will be hurt to the full extent, whether that's verbally or physically. Don't stop. Move away and heal on your own. Mm -hmm. The I promise and that it's never going to happen again is absolute and utter bullshit. Red flags. So it will happen again. I can remember... um, my ex-husband, we, so the cops were called on us at this apartment that we lived in and the cops came in and, um, we had been drinking obviously, but like 
they separate you, you know, like a mm-hmm. domestic violence call or whatever a neighbor called. And um, the cops were talking to me and they weren't mean. They, you know, they were like, you have red marks on your arm. And of course I'm like, he didn't do anything. You have, you know, this on your face is swelling. Uh, like the cop sat and gave me the pamphlets and all the things for people that were abused. And I just remember being like, I don't know why you're giving this to me. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like literally had just been being <laughs> being abused, which is, that's the craziness of, of, uh, domestic violence. But it, the cop sat and talked to me and he's like, you can look at me and you can think that I am full of shit. I am a police officer. I have been a police officer for over 15 years. And I can promise you that this is the beginning. This is the beginning, the red marks, the scratches, the tears, this puffiness, and it always escalates. And a lot of the times Women end up dead. Now, will that be next year or 15 years from now? I don't know in your specific situation. However, I for sure know this is only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So get out. Go back. You seem like a good kid. Go back to where you come from and leave this man. Like, do not stay in this situation. Period. End of story. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, and I was like, asshole like yeah. you know what you're talking about like he's you just drunk yeah. you don't know yeah. you don't know us and how we operate and all the things but like wanting someone to change so desperately that you alter your own self for them mm-hmm. to change is not healthy no and it convolutes your sense of reality, I think, because you're not, you start to be unrealistic with yourself and you start to alter things in your mind to go to bend Mm -hmm. to their needs so that you can help change them to eventually bend them back to where you started. But like, you just get lost in all of it. You lose yourself and you become so enmeshed with them and their issues and trying to solve their problems and fix their issues that, yeah, enmeshed is, I guess, the best word I can think of. Mm-hmm. It's a good descriptive word. Um, For the way that those types of relationships evolve, because you do lose yourself. And I don't know, I'm... Part of me wanted to talk about this because I had heard something about uh, my ex-spouse recently that's surprising but not surprising, but surprising but not surprising, sad. It makes me sad mm-hmm. um, for him, which a lot of people could argue with me that why do you feel sad for him? And, you know, because we share a kid together, but also because I believe the person he was in the initial portions of our dating is – obviously lost and gone and has been for a really long time. But um, that's who I grieve for all the time. I was going to say, I think because you're a good person, you still, I think there's like, you still care, you know, to a degree. Well, yeah, I do. I don't want to see anything bad. I mean, in his whole life is like one sad sob story after the other. And then, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. The poor me, like the, mm-hmm. you name it. And it's, that's the scenario. So, um, I, but I feel, um, 
I feel sad that he hasn't changed because our daughter has had conversations with me trying not to share too much because she gets legit pissed if I go into detail with her stuff. But, um, you know, hope, holding out hope Mm -hmm. that he will change. Now, the way I see him from an ex-romantic partner to the way that she sees him as a daughter is so totally different, right? Mm -hmm. Like the love is different. The relationship is different. Um, But I don't want to kill her hope either because I think that hope is the one thing that we as humans have that is unique, that allows us to persevere in difficult times and, and hold on until things change. Not that he will change. I agree to a degree, but I think it does also come to a point where like, I don't know, you just like, you have to, you have to stop. Because at some point you're only hurting yourself by holding on to that hope and thinking that they might change because you're, you're only dry. You're just, you're hurting yourself. You're driving yourself crazy. You're making excuses for them. And well, 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 yeah. If you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter what the relationship is, right? Like for me, it's my brother. Oh, you know, so I'm thinking from again, like family, but like, I don't know. You just, I think you just end up hurting yourself with thinking there's any, when someone shows you who they are repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again with no sign of changing at some point, you have to be like, they're never going to change and I'm done. Well, no, but you can be done and still have hope that down the line that they change. That's the beauty of hope. I mean, maybe, but I you can't, shouldn't ever take someone's hope away. That I think hope I shouldn't. Is, you, I don't think you should ever take someone's hope away. But I, I mean, like for me, I, I don't have any hope that my brother's going to change. And that's okay. But that's f- fine. I, I think that that works in in your scenario. Mm-hmm. But I also think that even if you held like a little micro kernel of like, hopefully someday. He will figure it out for himself, uh, but detached and boundary have boundaries and all those things. That's perfectly acceptable and mm. healthy. Reasonable. I think I'm still too. I don't know. Better. Obviously, <laughs> still too bitter and not, not angry <laughs> at all. Clearly not. I'm not at all kidding. <laughs> Whatever over here. But I. I mean, I think maybe I'm to the unhealthy degree of. Well, you're you haven't worked through it fully. No, because when that emotion takes over you still have shit to work on right but like in i think holding out hope in being disconnected is okay i don't think that i think that that is a human response to a irregular characteristic of another human being that mm-hmm. that their role they're supposed to be different like a child with a yeah. father right like yeah. that Father's supposed to protect you. He's supposed to care for you. He's supposed to provide for you. He's supposed to take care of you. Like, And when you have a father who doesn't do that, I think that holding a and, – and here, I tell my kid all the time, like I – and I get emotional. I'm just going to cry now. Like I'm sorry because I don't know what that's like because mm-hmm. my dad is like a father. Yeah, yeah. He's my DNA father mm-hmm. and he's a father. He yeah. provides for me emotionally, you know, like – Everything that a father should be, my dad has done or does and continues to do. Like, Mm. so I don't understand. I can't understand how she feels. I can 
empathize and sympathize with her because I was in a romantic relationship with her father. But like from a, f- I don't a know child, as a daughter to yeah. be let down that way. Like I, my dad's really never let me down. Like mm. I, I don't think, I mean, he's made me angry obviously, but like ultimately he's never let me down. And she cut her relationship with him because he continually let her down and hurt her. And because of addiction and mental health, um, issues, you know, it, she knew it was not healthy for her to be anywhere attached to him because it hurt too bad to worry about him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think that she should hold hope, a small kernel, a little flame, a flicker, a flicker, you know, in the background, because I tell, as I said to her in this one conversation, like I, I have held hope for your dad for 22 years and nothing changes. He's not, he's never changed. It's not that he's not capable of changing. It's when someone shows you 22 years straight (laughs) that they're not changing, they're not changing. And, um, it's sad, uh, because I look at my ex-husband and think he's the greatest waste of could have been potential, like, Mm -hmm. you know, wasted potential, just talented artist, very charismatic, you know, all the things. And he's choosing to piss it all away, wrap it up in addiction and and he's abusive. So, um, I think that when you want someone to change and they don't the third time you got to bounce, you got to let it go because again, you're just you're just hurting yourself. Right. And I and like I said, I do, I believe in second chances here. I'm a recovering alcoholic, of course, I believe in second chances. Mm-hmm. If I didn't believe in second chances, I would have nobody in my life, you know. Um but the the third time when you show me, you know, what is it? Fool me once, shame mm-hmm. on you. Fool me mm-hmm. twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. That's that's the sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. And my daughter has always because of her situation and her father, like she's got better boundaries than I do. Like, I mean, maybe to an extreme sometimes like the cutoff, like, nope, done. Yeah. Um, but I think that you can want someone to change so desperately that you get so lost in the desire for them to change that it shatters you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 100%. there's, and building yourself back up after a fall like that, for yourself is so hard because you keep finding then the people that need the fixing. You keep being attracted to the people who need the fixing. Well, because at that point you are so enmeshed in that person that you don't know who you are anymore. So how are you supposed to pick up the pieces and build yourself up as a solo person when you don't know who you are without that person, which is why I think you keep finding more people to fix because you don't know who you are without somebody to fix. You have no idea who you are on your own. And the cycle just continues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But I think there is something to be said. Now, obviously you have some growth to do in the the Mm -hmm. area of family and, and change, but ultimately there is nothing wrong with letting go of the the idea that someone is going to change, right? Mm-hmm. Like many of us have people in our families who let us down, hurt us, are 
addicts are narcissists are mentally ill are constitutionally incapable <laughs> of any type of anything normalcy yep. air quoting it right but like um and we have to do what's best for ourselves eventually and walk away because when you have someone like that in your family it's not just you it's your parents are involved your parents are hopeful it's that he's so going to change it's like this big oh my like God. It's just all wrapped up in in the one toxic person, mm-hmm. right? Not the healthy kid. I mean, lot, lots of times the parents are so wrapped up with the toxic kid, the healthy kid's the one that gets the shaft because mm-hmm. everyone's, it's like, I was hands across America for, you know, so-and-so. Well, yeah, literally. I mean, case in point, <laughs> like my family. And even now, there's so many, comp- because I have such a hard boundary with my brother, the conversations with my dad and I where I've, I've had to say, like, I'm sorry that you and my, like, Haley, my niece are collateral damage and you are, and that's not fair. But like, I have to keep like, I have to keep this boundary here. And it's, it's hard for family, like at all across, it's hard for family because I mean, what do you do with that when you have people who need to have that boundary and then I mean, I think I said to you the other day, like, I can't imagine being a parent. And what do you do with a kid like that? Like with your ex or with my brother, like as a parent, what do you do with that? You do what you, what you love them from afar. I mean. But that's the thing is like, I think with my dad, the last conversation we just had was I think him finally realizing that he does need to start having boundaries and that nothing's going to change. I mean, and this is, I mean, how old is my brother? 32? 32 years? hmm You know? And he's just now realizing that maybe he needs to start having boundaries, too. A big of realization. hmm So I think that, that for parents, it's so hard to... Oh, it's Because you yeah. don't want your kids it's to your suffer. Kid. Like you don't want and you don't want to give up on them. And like I, I literally like I can't. I cannot imagine. I can't begin to imagine. I mean, you're only as happy as your saddest child. Yeah. Once you become a parent, so, um, to have a kid who self sabotages and is constantly struggling is got to be gut wrenching. I mean, um. Well, then I'm sure you go down the whole, like, what could I have done different? You know, like, it's a whole, it's... Well, yeah. And I think that there's a lot to be said for therapy and, like, learning about boundaries and, and those kinds of things for parents specifically. Because mm-hmm. um, your job as a parent, my number one job as a parent is to raise healthy, functioning Adults mm-hmm. it is not to raise kids who need me. Mm-hmm. And as good as that feels, sometimes it's not. That's not what my role in their life is. It's to raise functioning, mm-hmm. healthy adults, mm-hmm. and from the time that they're born. And it's hard to look at a baby and think that, but right. like that's like what what you're doing, what your job as a parent is. And it's not that the people who have children with mental illness and things like that failed. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, is what do you do in those difficult scenarios to continue to give them the best opportunities for them, them to be advocates for themselves and take responsibility for themselves? And not enable them 
in their bad choices. Cause that's the other thing is I think the enabling, I think there's a hard, it's hard to find that line between loving them and not enabling them to continue in their choices is what I, I, I see as an out, you know, like looking at it, obviously it's not, I'm not the parent, so I can't imagine, but from what I can see watching a parent do that, I I feel like that's kind of a hard line to try to draw. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, my ex-mother-in-law and I had lunch uh, this week and she was saying, you know, he drank at his birthday or whatever. And I said, I'll pay for your dinner. I'm not paying for you to drink. Like, you know, mm-hmm. at some point, even when you have an alcoholic as a kid, like you can't stop them from drinking, but mm-hmm. like you cannot enable them to drink by buying it for them or giving them cash. I mean, lots of people with addiction, it's very easy to see because you can stop financially funding the problem. Oh, you need food. I'm going to take you to the grocery store and get you food. Chances are an addict or alcoholic kid is going to lash out because yeah, you're not just giving them the yeah. cash, you know? And that could be in any other type of circumstance for the, you know, whatever your child's going through or your spouse is going through. Um, But changing people to fit your narrative, um, I think is boring, but I also think it's dangerous. I think it's a toxic thing that our society is like enraptured with lately. Like, and the labeling, the labeling of everyone here. When I was a kid, we didn't, ha- and not that these things aren't necessary, right? Like, I'm a girl, you're a boy, like you're the, the transgender, the binary, uh, like, yeah. help me with some of the labels. Binary. binary. Yes. Non-binary. Non-binary, right. you know, like, and here, all of those things are wonderful that people are opening their minds mm-hmm. to these concepts, right? But like, also, doesn't labeling you separate you even more, and not include yeah. you even more. Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. And I could, I could be wrong. I am ignorant in mm-hmm. some of these, like I'm, I try, but like, right. I do think that there comes a point where we're labeling every single thing. And like, so, so labeled. you're separating, I mean, when my daughter called me once ableist, I was like, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> So wait, what, what the hell are you talking about? Um, I mean, I have conversations with her a lot that I'm like, you guys need to like chill out. Tone it down. Yeah. Because you're drawing a bigger wedge in between humans than bringing them together. So the inclusivity, you're actually ex- causing yeah. exclusivity with what you're doing. A hundred percent. That's what so many, so many things are happening that way now, I feel like. Yeah. So, I mean, and here, everyone, I believe in inclusivity, by the way. I believe everyone in the room around me or in the world around me deserves the same rights and treatment, fair treatment that I do. I don't think I'm better than anyone. I don't think I'm worse than anyone. I think we all should be treated as equals because we're humans Mm -hmm. and that's how we should be treated. Um, But there comes a, a point in relationships where you obviously lose that person because of the forcing, the trying to change so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. You end up probably pushing them away. Well, yeah. I I mean, and then they lie, right? Then that starts the lying and the vicious cycle of toxic crap. So I don't know. I had like, I can remember um, (laughs) 
when I was dating my ex-husband, there was this period of time he was renting a room and he was sleeping. And I remember looking at him sleeping and he was, I don't know what he was doing, but like I have this vivid memory of me just being like, God, he's so, he's so disturbed. Like he's so broken and Mm -hmm. you know, there's like so fractured. Like I could just, I could make him feel better because I like love him so much, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, no, I could not make him feel better. I mean, he would say that I would, right? Like typical abusive relationship. Like he would be like, oh, um, uh, we had this thing. I'd say like, you know, oh, I, I love you. I love you too. You're my everything. And then he would say, you're my only thing. And at the time I thought it was endearing. Yeah. Like, you know, like oh, my friends would be jealous of like all the PDA that he would exhibit and like constantly like doing that. But like looking back, it's all controlling. Yeah. Like it wasn't. It wasn't endearing. It was not. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So those types of things, when you're wrapped in that, and you have that, and then you have, you know, um, he got diagnosed bipolar while we were together, and like, it was a terrifying time in my life because unmedicated, self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, bipolar, like Mm -hmm. undiagnosed, like it's scary, and um. It was like his grandma was, you know, we need to get you to the doctor, this and that. And he, I just remember something about medication. And he was like, I don't need medication. Brooke's my medication. Like, mm. I don't need. And, you know, I was like. <laughs> right at that time. So dumb. Like, but like at the, the fuck, Brooke? <laughs> <laughs> but I get it at the time. Like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's what you wanted to hear. It's what you needed to hear. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to feel like they're needed and yeah. loved by someone so all-encompassing? Like, right. That you help their mental health. <laughs> Such Which now we're like, no, it's not quite how it not works. But. The way the world goes. But young Brooke sure as hell thought so. I mean, yeah. I was ate it up. Yeah, I ate it hook, line, and sinker, um, mm. which led me to a shattered mess of a human being, like a shell, basically. Yeah, and rebuilding from the inside out was is difficult. It's a continuous thing I have to do daily still to Never this day, ending. like yeah. work on my inner most awesome flossom self. Um, totally just heard in my head, the awesome blossom from the office and chilies. And so that's where my, that's where I just went. So. <laughs> well, wrap it up there. Um, let's do our questions real quick. So before member, don't forget to check out uh, the skin deep. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. Um, it's the skin deep and um, the the question games is the and. And then there's a million different editions. Friend edition, couple edition, spouse edition, family edition, self edition. Yeah, and think, a million other things, right? Intimate edition. Like there's a, a gajillion, yes. So head there, use the code my so-called healing. Oh, God. So go first. I don't like this question. I hate mine. We did not look at these beforehand, no, by the way, so we're both like going to hate both of them. So I Also, this is just, <laughs> what's not, what is not healthy about my relationship to money? <laughs> oh. Oh. What is not healthy about it? Um, I think at this point, what's not healthy about your relationship with money that I see is... Um, 
I just spend it all the time. Well, naive, <laughs> your naive, uh, your naive, youthful view of finances and lack That's of investing. That's a future Anna investing. problem. <laughs> like investing, retirement, four hundred one k, paying my bills next month. That's a future me problem. <laughs> I think it's just the naive, youthful thinking, yeah. looking at finances, like the lackadaisical. I'll get it. I'll figure, I'll figure it, out. it out. Yeah, no, it's definitely caused a problem here or there. So, uh, but in prioritizing but yeah. i'm not one with money just <laughs> like i mean i'm like you know i got it i'm Impulsive making it rain yep. until i have none and then mm. i am sad yeah. mm. um okay so <laughs> god oh this is what part of what part of me or my life are you jealous of and why <laughs> I feel like we've asked this question before. I don't think so. Yeah, because I would never allow you to ask me this question because this makes me uncomfortable on a myriad of levels. No, because I said your clothes. Okay, good. That's a good answer. I am jealous of the fact that you have good clothes and that you can buy, like you buy clothes. Uh, I put a lot of effort into my uh, fashion. Yeah, and you've got good style. We literally, because I I answered it the same that time. I am. I like that answer. That's Jealous a good one. Your 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 wardrobe and your ability to replenish your wardrobe. My husband would not agree. He'd be <laughs> upset about. It. Not true. He likes my jeans. He likes my butt. As long as my butt looks good, he's okay. He'll be like, you know, your butt looks good. The pants are great. I could buy a $300 pair of pants and I swear to God, he would not give a shit if if I was like, does my butt look good in these? Like, (laughs) well, that's what you need. All is forgiven. As long as your butt looks good. (laughs) We're good. We're Gucci. (laughs) So the next time he questions the price tag, be like, but honey, does my butt look good? And you'll be like, yeah. And you'll be like, see. And he'll be like, see. Okay. No, I'm I'm already four steps ahead of you. I preface when I put uh, the new pants on. I say, does my butt look good in these? And he'll be like, oh yeah. And they'll come like, and I'm like, okay, good, because they were kind of expensive. And he'll be like, how much? I'm like, oh, like, like two twenty five. The Hudsons or whatever yeah. I bought. And he'll be like, what? And he's like, well, yeah. You know what? If you feel good, <laughs> you look good. You got it. And I'm, that's how I like move through it. So you got it down. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna let Jeff listen to this episode. So <laughs> we'll be here next week, folks. Yeah. Come on back. Same place, same time. Come on back and uh, sit with us in the so-called healing space. So called space with us. Life, so-called everything. In the mess. The messy middle. Yeah. That's where we live. My mom used to call me Dirty Gert as a kid because I was always muddy and dirty. <laughs> Join Dirty Gert in the messy middle. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I I'm actually gonna... really like it. We need to write it down because we'll forget it. Oh, this is recorded though, so okay. We'll still forget it. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Catch you on the flip Don't side. Don't try and change people. If you feel like you need to change people, look on the inside and see what you need to change about yourself. Mirror. Bye. It's prolific. <laughs> Dirty Kurt. <laughs> oh, I'm missing the trial. Not the trial. Seriously, people would be like, why does your mom call you Gert? Like, Jeff didn't know, and I never wanted to Dirty tell him. Dirty Gert. He just found out. <laughs>